friends. Welcome back to Maya, My Yoga Audio, and I'm your host, Megan Morgan. The British Medical Journal, known as the BMJ, is a weekly peer-reviewed medical trade journal published by the British Medical Association. It is one of the world's oldest medical journals, and they released some powerful findings from a study back in 2014, actually, which tracked adults age 50 and up and their ability to rise from a seated position and balance over time. It revealed that healthy aging and longevity of life overall were linked to a person's ability to balance. A second study, conducted a bit earlier, in 2012, by the European Journal of Preventative Cardiology, showed that older adults' ability to rise from a sitting position to the floor to standing was also a general predictor of overall mortality. And finally, a 2019 study on walking by the Mayo Clinic revealed something exciting as well, that adults who walked at a brisk pace regularly lived longer and healthier than others. And get this, the results were the same regardless of body mass index or BMI, meaning it didn't matter if participants were larger or smaller in body size, the health benefits remain the same. So here's the key finding and why I mentioned all of these studies. So regardless of how old you actually are or what size you are, your ability to walk briskly, your ability to balance for at least 10 seconds on one leg, and your ability to rise from a seated to a standing position is a huge predictor of where your overall fitness levels are and your longevity in life. And so to be able to achieve and maintain balance, you need to have muscles and a cardiovascular system to support that goal. I'm focusing on this for a few reasons. And one is that I recently had some setbacks in my own life that for the first time that I can actually remember, I started having great difficulty balancing, which led to a fall, which led to me fearing vigorous movement and future falls. I had a hard time even walking briskly or doing any sort of yoga. And I'm someone who's used to running and doing vigorous yoga often. And overall, I started to feel much worse in my life, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. And while this experience is relatively minor compared to what other people might be living with, but in an effort to bring back the basics for myself as I relearned them, all over again. I want to bring it back for everyone. That's the kind of yoga teacher I've always been anyway. People have jokingly called me the gateway yoga teacher because I seem to focus more on beginner aspects. And so I wanted to return to that here too. And that maybe this focusing on walking and balancing will help more listeners to achieve their movement goals and feel better on every level and at every age. A second reason that I wanted to bring this up in this episode is that a good portion of my time uh, outside of the podcast includes working with older adults and helping them to improve their physical mobility. And together, we've seen some really good improvements from simple exercises and yes, even just taking on more walking. So life, it is literally a balancing act, right? As we walk and move our way through it. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk you through some walking and balancing exercises, many of which are commonly used in both 
physiotherapy guidance, and yoga classes to help you get on track and potentially ready for more vigorous movement if that's what you want or need, or perhaps even to recover from surgery or any temporary physical limitations you have in your own body due to being out of practice or any ailments that you're living with. Please be kind to yourself. Go slowly. Check in with your healthcare provider before beginning these movements, especially if you're recovering from an injury, surgery, or other major factors. So to start out, let's get walking. If you're not already out there walking while you're listening to this episode, what are you waiting for? If you're driving or doing another activity, that's fine too. But my hope is that for everyone listening, you'll be getting at least 10 to 15 minutes of warm up through walking before we get into this stability movements so that your muscles are ready and ready to respond. So get to it. Maybe listen to another episode of Maya or something else you like to listen to while you walk and then come back to hear me coach you through a few stability and balance movements that I think can really help you off to a good start. We'll transition with a song called Pour It Out, Start Again by musician Giovanni Morant. And you can hear his episode um, on My Yoga Audio from episode 26, a lot more of his music and a lot more inspiration where that came from. All the work that you've done When the magic starts to come But in a new way Cause it's a new day Pour it out, start Welcome back, friends. How was your walk? I hope you had a great warm up in the lead up to our session here for our stability movements. 
Check in with us on Instagram at my.yoga.audio if you want some photos or videos to go along with this audio-only class. I know for some of us, it really helps to have a visual. I'll also post this as a blog post on the Maya website, which you can find at www.myyogaaudio.com. So you can see photos and descriptions there too. Now, on to the movements. You can do any of these movements with or without shoes. Depending on your personal situation, some of you may find it better to wear supportive athletic shoes and others may find better control of their balance while barefoot. You decide. We're going to start with what's called the single leg raise. So grab a chair. I haven't mentioned um, any props before now, but I would say if you don't have a chair or a yoga mat handy, kind of grab those now, maybe hit a pause. And for the single leg raise, we're going to grab a chair and stand behind it and hold it lightly with both your hands and start to lift one leg off of the ground. So you're bending the lifted knee uh, and then lifting towards your chest and or the ceiling and try to hold that on that one leg for five seconds. One, two, three, four. How was that? Now let's put that leg down gently and try the same thing with your other leg. And as we count to five here silently, evaluate whether this lifting movement is challenging, just right, or you need more. If you're having difficulty balancing, you can help yourself to balance by finding a focal point. So something that's not moving in the near distance to concentrate on. And you can also push the tip of your tongue against the roof of your mouth, not your teeth, the roof of your mouth. Sounds funny, but it works. So as we lower that second foot here, if it's too easy, try the same thing again, using only one hand touching the chair while you lift each leg and then the other. How was that? If your second five second hold of lifting the leg was still not a challenge, try releasing both your hands and step back so you're not touching the chair at all, or you can even try doing it while closing your eyes. Ready? One, two, three, four, five. Now switch the legs. One, two, three, four, Five. Once you get to a stage where you can stand still and lifting one leg high and balancing for at least 10 seconds without holding on to anything for five or even 10 sets in a row, you've achieved an optimal result. So you know what you can work towards. But remember, depending on your unique situation, needing to steady yourself with a chair and one or two hands is also a great result if you can still balance while lifting one leg at a time. So definitely make sure that you keep trying. All right, so we've gotten through our first movement. Let's move on to the second one, which is called side to side leg lifts. So I want you to keep that chair close 
but like the previous movements, know that you can progress to not using a chair over time if you like, or at all right now if you don't need it. So let's stand with the chair right in front of you again, or off to the side, and hold on with both hands if it's in front of you, or with one hand if it's to the side. Now slowly, we're just going to pick up the outside leg if it's to the side of you and lift one of your legs out to the side, but you're trying to keep your body as still and straight and upright as possible. If you find yourself starting to lean over towards the chair or to one side, try to come back to center and try again. It might mean that the leg doesn't go up very high and that's totally okay. The balance work comes in when you can use your core strength to hold you straight up and isolate that leg out to the side. So try it again, standing up as straight and as tall as possible, either holding on with both hands in front of you to the chair or one on the side and repeat with your other leg. You might have to turn to the side if you've got the chair beside you. And on an inhale, lift up that leg. How is this feeling? Are you able to steady yourself and stay straight up Or is it harder than you thought? Chances are you're feeling this up into the glutes and the belly as this movement engages all those muscles to help you stay upright. Let's bring that leg back down again if it's still lifted and try the other side. On a breath in, inhale, lifting that leg up as high as you can, but while remaining upright. If this doesn't feel challenging at all or enough, You can increase the intensity by holding that lifted leg up longer or by trying to let go of the chair. If you let go of the chair or lift your left leg or your whatever opposite leg you're on for longer, make sure you pull those belly muscles in to stay nice and tall and upright, breathing in and out, steady in through the nose and out through the nose. And we're aiming to have about five lifts on each side. Chances are you may have just done one of each, so try another one. Don't forget your breathing. As you inhale, lift the leg. As you exhale, slowly let it go back down. Let's try not to do any super rapid or pulsing movements here. No one's trying out for the ballet at this point. We're just gauging what your abilities are for now. How does this feel? What is your current balance situation looking like and where can you progress to? If you're not using the chair, maybe you need to. If you are using the chair, try it again without holding on or maybe just using one hand on the time. Okay, on your next exhale, let's prepare for another standing balancing pose. All right, for this standing balancing pose, it's called the heel toe tap walk. And once again, our chair can come in handy here, but this time we definitely wanna keep it over to the side of us so that we can move forward comfortably. The heel toe tap walk is a slow moving balance challenge where we stand up straight and put one foot directly in front of the other with your heel touching your toe. So you're going to be keeping equal weight on both feet and your legs with your knees just slightly bent 
and we're going to hold for about 30 seconds. If you need to, you can start with just 10 seconds and then switch your feet or simply walk your back foot in front of your front foot. Ready? Holding the chair lightly if you need to while stepping your foot in front of the other. Feel the heel touch the toes or maybe the heel of your shoe and the toe of your shoe. Breathing deeply and try to stay as upright and posture perfect as you can. Breathing in and breathing out. 30 seconds can feel longer than we think it will be, especially when we're doing challenging movements, but you've got this. Hold the chair lightly if you need to, and don't let a little or a big wobble distract you. If you come out of the position, just come right back in. You can do it. Inhale. Exhale. Now, either step your back foot forward or do the same thing on the other side after returning to center and switching your feet. Inhale. Exhale. Breathing in and breathing out. We've got to do 30 seconds on this side too. So how's it feeling? Typically, most people aren't, quote, even from side to side. Many of us even have a bit of scoliosis in the spine, which can twist the hips forward or back slightly, resulting in one leg or arm being shorter than the other. And some of us, for other reasons, are simply not exactly even on both sides. Whether it's to do with the muscles or the skeletal system, and that's okay. Remember, you can hold the chair lightly if you need to. Inhale. Exhale. We're going to do one more. Was that challenge enough from what you just did? If it wasn't challenging, you can try letting go of the chair and closing your eyes. Or even try to maintain a bit of a forward fold as you step your heel and toe position together. Breathing in. That's it. Breathing out. As you keep trying this heel to toe and balancing, if you feel yourself losing balance, try to flex out your toes to rebalance your foot and stabilize your arch. This is easiest to do in bare feet, but sometimes when we feel our balance going, we compensate by scrunching up the toes and the arch of the foot bows outwards. We want that arch to be facing down onto the floor or the mat, imagining flat feet, even if you have a high arch, and we want all of our toes splayed out and all four corners of our feet pressing down. Big breath in and big breath out. There now, let's release. How was this one? Okay, as we move further into our stabilizing and balancing poses, we're going to come to a modification on chair pose or utkatasana. Utkatasana is simply the Sanskrit yoga word for chair pose. Chair pose is another word for a basic squat. Chair pose is great because it's basically using your own body weight for resistance and you decide how intense you want it to be by the depth of your squat. So keep your chair close by, 
in case you need it afterwards. And I'm going to modify here because the traditional chair pose also asks you to put both feet and knees together so that they're touching. And for many people, this is totally unattainable or simply strains their ankles and low back far too much. So for this, I'm going to suggest that you start in a standing position with feet just slightly wider than hip distance apart. With your feet facing forward, if possible, and not out to the side, this gives you a little more stability. So take a deep breath in, and on a breath out, start to lower into a squat, and bring your arms out in front of you at shoulder height. And let's hold this deep pose as deeply as you can for a short time or up to 30 seconds. So the beauty here is that you can choose the repetitive movement of consistent squats, or you can choose to hold the pose, or you can do both. A combo is great. So what challenge is your body looking for or needing right now? Have you already stood back up? That's great. Big breath in. As you exhale, go back down. If you're staying low because you want the challenge of firing up those muscles in your legs and glutes, then stay. Focus your gaze. Inhale. Exhale. On your next inhale, rise back up to standing. And how does that feel? And how did your arms do? For many people, raising the arms can be very taxing, especially as a beginner. So you can modify by either crossing them over the chest or in front of you. You can clasp the hands together behind you, or you can even press the palms together and hold it right at your heart center. Believe it or not, that helps. That pressing motion in towards the core middle of your body helps to balance. So let's try again. Stepping the feet wider than just hip distance apart. Toes pointing forward and not out. Inhale. As you exhale, bend your knees as deeply as you can and extend your arms or use one of the arm modifications I just mentioned. And do you want to stay lowered? Is that the challenge you want, staying low and breathing deeply or rising on an inhale and down on an exhale in a series of faster squats? Either is okay. Keep in mind, the longer you stay down, the more engaged your quads and hamstrings become, sometimes making it a bit difficult to get back up easily, which is why it's a great idea to keep that chair handy, just in case. On your next inhale, let's come back to standing. Shake out those arms and legs and shoulders. Roll your neck and your shoulders. Let's do one more. Your choice. Whether it's a series of more rapid squats, don't forget to breathe or whether you want to lower and hold. Ready, set, inhale. And as you exhale, sink low. You've got this steady focus. Find that focal point that you can rest your eyes on and breathe. Inhale, exhale. Feet are solid on the ground. Thighs are engaged. Heartbeat is steady. Here we are. Breathing in, breathing out. On your next inhale, start to rise back up again, shaking out the arms, the legs, the shoulders, the neck, maybe doing a few shrugs and jiggles to come back to your center again. Bravo. 
If you didn't find this pose to be very challenging for you, you can always try to hold on to some light weights to increase the intensity. All right, we're moving towards the end now. This is just a few poses left. And now we're gonna move into something called tiger pose or viragrasana. Viragrasana again is the Sanskrit word for this pose. And so moving into tiger pose involves us getting down onto our mat, the floor or the carpet. And I would recommend something under your hands and knees as being directly on the floor for this movement might be painful for knees and other joints. And so we're going to start out on all fours, your hands and knees. Try to bring your hands directly under your shoulders and your knees right under your hips. And it may look like we're going into cat-cow pose. And if you've already done a few of those while I've been speaking, that's great. But our aim here is to up our balance game. And we're going to do tiger, which involves stretching one arm out in front of us and the opposite leg out back behind us. It sounds simple, but you will probably feel your balance being tested, especially if you've never done this one before. So let's get started. If you haven't already, from your position on all fours, reach one arm forward and the opposite leg back. Try to keep your gaze down. So picturing your neck extending long and forward rather than craning to look forward, you're not going anywhere. You don't need to crank your neck to look anywhere else but down. You don't have to. If this initial reach out is too intense, and it can be for some people that as soon as they lift that arm and leg, they like start to teeter-totter and can't find their balance. If that's the case for you, start with one arm or one leg lifted until you can feel balanced. It might take some time and some practice to get to the point where you can lift both one arm and the opposite leg back and balance, and that's totally okay. So wherever you are in this, take a big breath in, stretch as long as you can, and on a big breath out, come back to center. Now we'll switch sides, right? So we're going to reach the opposite arm forward and your opposite leg back. And again, keeping in mind, if it was too intense for you to lift both, just try one arm or one leg. And what you can also do is try pressing your lifted heel back behind you as if you were pressing it against a wall. So imagine a wall is right up against the bottom of your foot so you can keep the foot flat. This helps to avoid muscle cramps that can sometimes come when we point our toes. When I was teaching in public, this happened a lot. So keep that foot flat and breathe in. Feel those belly muscles contracting, helping you to keep the leg and the arm lifted. Stretch long and breathe out. Now you can continue and do a few more rounds like that from side to side, or if you want more challenge, you can try the following. Try reaching your arm forward and your opposite leg back on an inhale. And then on an exhale, round your spine and try to touch the elbow of your forward reaching arm to the knee of your leg that was previously extended. So essentially you're meeting in the middle, right? Your elbow is touching your knee where they meet in the center of your torso somewhere, and they may or may not meet. This can be intense, and at the very least, you will probably wobble. If you're new to this practice, it might be impossible. You could tumble over, 
It could be just too soon, but keep trying the original pose until you can maybe get to this place eventually. Another challenging twist on this pose is to reach your front arm forward and up and with your back leg extended, bend the knee and also press the bottom of your foot up towards the ceiling. Sounds bizarre, right? But it is possible for some people. And there are all kinds of variations of this pose. Some that include reaching back with the front arm to grasp the foot of the back leg. But we're not here for origami yoga today. We are here to focus on balance and mobility as a basic. So let's do one more reach out with an arm to the front and extend the opposite back leg out one more time too. And take a deep, deep breath in. And a deep, deep breath out. And just concentrate on this one movement. The extension of our one arm and the extension of our one leg. We are feeling it in our bellies, in our backs, probably our knees too, if we're honest. Extend the fingers. Flatten the foot like you're pressing it into the wall behind you. Your neck is nice and long and your gaze is down gently on the mat in front of you. Maybe even your eyes are closed. Last big breath in, and a last big breath out. I encourage you now to either come into child's pose or to rest in a seated meditation position or laying out flat on your back for Shavasana or final rest as you let your body absorb all the movements for balance that you introduced to it today. You should be so proud of yourself for giving it a go and just seeing where the practice took you. So let's start to close our eyes as we move into rest. And try not to think of anything particular at all. Just letting the body sink down into its own comfort and letting the music wash over you and your nervous system as it starts to slow down. And bringing your attention to your feet and your toes and maybe you wiggle them a little bit before they come to rest with the toes pointing out and the heels pointing in. And then we'll smooth over the ankles, the shins and the calves, maybe moving them a little too before they come to rest. And continuing our journey as we move through the thighs hips and belly, where we did so much work today. Let's let them relax now. They have flexed, it's time to reset them. Onward now, bringing our attention to the waist, the rib cage and the chest, the home of our breath and our heart, friend of the cardiovascular system and our emotions. Let's move to the shoulders and down into the elbows, the wrists, 
the hands and the fingers. Let's roll or wriggle them one last time, thanking them for their help in keeping us balanced and protected as we move through day-to-day life. Then finally, let's move to the neck and the head, keeper of our big brains and the source of our voices, big or small. Let's feel that nice, warm, and loving energy from our higher selves just wash over our head, neck, shoulders, chest, arms, torso, hips, belly, legs, and feet. All together now, let's take a big breath in and a big breath out. And slowly, we'll start to move again, maybe turning our heads from side to side and starting to flutter open our eyes a little bit, maybe moving towards a seated or a kneeling position as slowly as we need to. And bringing our hands towards our heart center and feeling all the goodness that lives there as we bow in thanks for what our bodies can do. And I want to wish you a well-being, listeners. And as we prepare to sign off for now, remember to eventually move gently from your seated to a standing position with intention and with care. This work from sitting to standing is a big part of our practice as we find our way to balance and waking living life. Thanks for joining me today on Maya, My Yoga Audio. I'm your host, Megan Morgan. And if you found this session helpful, please share it with a friend or a loved one who may enjoy it too. Because here at Maya, it's always a great time for you, your mind, and your body to be on the mat.